0: Welcome to the Not So Average podcast. My name is Courtney, and I built this podcast to deconstruct traditional advice and the idea of living an average life to inspire you to step into your power and be the creator of your own life. If you're also viewing living an average life as very boring and you're looking to upgrade your mind, body, and soul, then you're in the right place. And I'm so glad to have you here. Subscribe to hear new episodes every Wednesday on all streaming platforms. And let's jump into the episode. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome back to the podcast. I am now a couple weeks in. Like, I think this is our sixth episode of The Not So Average, and I have finally been informed that I've been saying happy Monday for the last couple of episodes. And there's probably two reasons for this. One, I uploaded on Mondays for like three and a half years with my previous show, so that could be definitely out of habit, so that's awkward. The other thing is that I often record on Monday evenings, so that is also just like in my brain what day it is currently rather than the day that this is being uploaded. So, LOL on me for that I'm gonna make a conscious effort to make sure it says happy Wednesday since I'm uploading on Wednesdays and now that I've been made aware of it I'm hoping I can keep up with it because how funny is it that we can just like slip into old habits was kind of embarrassed when I found this out but it's also kind of funny so it's life it's okay I'm human too it's fine (laughs) but I hope everyone is doing well I am so glad that everyone enjoyed the How to Be Single and Enjoy It episode last week. It got so much love, so I really want to thank you for sharing that around and, you know, giving all your feedback. It was so great to hear that it resonated with a lot of you. Um, you know, to be honest, guys, I didn't want to record today because I am sound a little bit congested. I don't know if you can really hear it in my voice, but I have been dealing with pneumonia for the last week. I've been kind of knocked out on my ass, which has been super inconvenient. I really struggle with getting sick because I am such a go-go person, which is probably why I've been getting sick, but I really don't do well just like laying in bed doing nothing, but it's obviously what my body needed. So, it's been kind of a crazy week in terms of just having to deal with that and try to move things around and now catch up. So, always an interesting time coming back from being sick. I don't know. I feel like everyone I've spoken to is like going through some sort of illness and I think it's like our immune systems don't know how to function after the last couple of years. So, if you're also going through that, I'm so freaking with you. It sucks. I feel like I've gone through three Kleenex boxes in the last like two weeks and I'm just so over being congested. I just want to be able to breathe right and sound like my normal self, but I'm trying to take breaks in this recording and sip water so that I don't sound insufferable. But I'm definitely a little off and that is what's inspired today's podcast episode. I really want to talk about like finding your power when you're in a slump or when life just has kind of knocked you down and you're not feeling like yourself. You know, how to come back to that power within you because guys I'll be real not only have I not wanted to a podcast because I've had pneumonia but I've also had some kind of life altering situations happening in my life you know one of them being included like losing my grandfather that was really tough and just lots of things in life shaking caliber definitely like ones that are doozies that I can't really share on the podcast. And it's just been a lot. I'm really going through one of what people say, like when it rains, it pours. I definitely feel like I'm still standing and I still have my life and I'm trying to really practice gratitude to replace, you know, some of those anxiety or those anxious thoughts and some of the you know, more negative moments that I've had the past couple of weeks, but I'm going through a really challenging time and it's hard for me to admit that because knowing that this podcast is so much about like finding your power and being the best version of yourself, I sometimes get in my own head about sharing when I'm not feeling like that because I am trying to really, you know, own this like, coach mentality of showing up for people and being a kind of, like, source of inspiration and being a source of information for people. So, to feel like I might be human, and might be going through something is sometimes really hard for me to, like, sit with. Um, and I don't know if that makes sense to anybody, but that's just how I feel. And I realized that some of the most powerful and helpful things that I've heard from people I look up to are those moments of being human and how they've been knocked down, but have gotten up again and what's gotten them through. So I realized that I need to kind of like get out of my own bullshit and just share this stuff because I, well, if I'm going through it, for one, somebody else is probably going through it. And two, like the show must move on. You can't, you know, just escape going through stuff. You have to just move right through it. And I mean, that's why I have like an arrow tattooed on me. It sounds fucking cheesy. It's like one of those Pinterest things that I saw when I was 16. But when I was 17, I literally got an arrow tattooed on my right rib cage because it was that idea of like an arrow doesn't go around, it must go through. And I just love that mentality around it. It's kind of gotten me through a lot of hard things in my life and i'm currently being reminded of that. So, if life's knocking you down as well, first off, i just want to like remind you that you are always completely supported by the universe or gore- god, source, like whatever your higher power is. I say universe. I truly believe that the universe has my fucking back and when things aren't making sense, it's because there's a bigger plan and reason, and it's all going to make sense in the grand scheme of things. I think when we're being shaken up in life, especially in like all different facets, it can feel like everything's literally falling apart. But, you know, as the cheesy saying goes, sometimes it has to all fall apart to come together. And I think really working on my confidence and you you know, my relationship with myself, it's actually helped me believe in myself to know that I'm always going to land on my feet and that I'm always going to be okay. I really fully believe that within myself that I figure shit out. Even when life throws me a curveball, I fucking catch that shit and throw it right back. Like, I always get up and that confidence I've been able to build within myself has definitely helped me push through some of the fucking most challenging things and that's where I'm at right now. So, I wrote a list of some things that have really helped me find my power when I'm in a slump and so I want to share that with all of you and I hope that it gives you something to look at and take notes and refer back to if life is also knocking you down and you're feeling like you're in a slump or you're not feeling like yourself and just be able to kind of find that little spark again. So, Without babbling too much on anymore, I want to share the first one, which is journal. I think that journaling is a really interesting one. And I know a lot of people say this and like all the self-development gurus are preaching journaling. To be honest, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be real. Like I don't journal every day. I'm not someone who like journals out my gratitude list every day. I don't do the five, you know, things I'm grateful for or the, five-minute journal or any of that stuff. I have them. I feel like at some point when I feel like I'm losing control or I need to find answers, I go and buy a fancy journal at Indigo and spend $45. But sometimes that's necessary and sometimes it's not. Nowadays, I actually just use a digital journal. Um I'm not affiliated with this company in any way. I just use this website called Penzu, P-E-N-Z-U. It's completely free. There's some sort of paid subscription, but I just have the free one. I randomly stumbled upon it many, many years ago, and that's the one I use. I just find it helpful because I can access it on my laptop or my phone, and it's like the same account, and I just feel like I type so much faster than I do write, and I don't know, I just don't enjoy writing anymore. I feel like we live in a digital world and I feel like when I spell something wrong, if I'm, like, physically writing, it, like, pisses me off, especially if it's in pen and I didn't use a pencil. And I just get fixated on stupid things when I, like, don't really enjoy journaling. So, to me, it's, like, how can I make this the easiest way on myself to, like, do this practice and receive the benefits without the little frustrations that come about for me. If you're someone who doesn't get tripped up on those things, then like I'm sure a pen and paper will do. But I just find digital is something that I enjoy more and that I'm way more likely to use. And that's just where I'm at. I feel like sometimes it comes to me randomly where like I'm on the street car and I just want to like bang out a quick vent session about whatever's pissing me off that day or an idea that I have or something that I want to remember that happened really good to me that day, like whatever it is. So, you know, I think trying journaling when you're feeling like you're in a slump and you're not feeling like yourself can really, you know, not only release whatever is going on in your brain and just kind of start to clear out some of that clutter Especially when we're not feeling like ourselves, we can start to kind of get overwhelmed and start to overthink about why we're not feeling like ourselves. And sometimes the answers can't be found because there's just so much shit floating around in our brains that we can't like sift through it. So I find that when you do get it down, whether that's digitally or on pen to paper, it just helps kind of lessen some of the clutter in your mind and gets you to be able to take a step back once you've done kind of your event session and go, okay, like, that's interesting. I didn't realize, you know, this was bothering me as much as I was, or, oh, you know what, this could easily be solved and I'm ruminating over something that's not productive or whatever it is. I always find, you know, some answers or some solutions within my own self when I go through this practice, just being able to identify um, maybe some key themes or some things that I don't know if you've ever gotten through this, but sometimes if I groan on and on about the same thing a few times and I kind of look back at old entries, I'm like, oh shit, I've been complaining about this for like quite a few times now. Like, what am I going to do about it? And it helps me take accountability because sometimes we can get caught up in just our own like suffering and our loop of negativity. And so sometimes it's a nice practice to kind of have those archives of what you've been talking about previously and identify it within your own self and it also just helps the those around you. I mean, if you're talking to your friend about the same thing over and over again, like she might be going, oh my god, we've been having the same conversation over and over again. I'm sure that you guys have been in this situation as well and so I think it's a really like important thing to start to recognize within yourself and be able to just be able to identify where you're at, why you might be there, and maybe you'll find some answers along the way. And at the very least, you'll feel some sort of release of it, of just being able to get it out there and have a good cry. That often can do some do some things to you. So, that's, I think, number one. I think number two is, like, call your mom or a loved one. If your mom's not in your life or has passed on or you don't identify with having, you know, a mother figure in your life, call someone who is like your ride or die, your loved one. Calling my mom personally, like she is my number one person. She's my hype woman. She always reminds me of who the fuck I am when I'm going through it. And I think relying on those people and being able to reach out for help and say, I need to, you know, have that call with you. Not only does it take some of the burden off our own selves because sometimes life can get heavy, but it gives an opportunity to connect with people you love. You know, asking for help is something I really struggle with, but more and more I'm starting to learn to open up and lean on the people who love me because it's never fun to suffer in silence and life is better shared. And, you know, the people who are in your life are there to support you. And so, I hope that you have people in your life or at least just one person that you can call when you're not feeling like yourself, you're feeling like you're in a slump, and be able to have that honest conversation without judgment, without criticism, and just be able to have someone to pep talk you right back into feeling like you're going to be okay. I think finding people in your life, if you don't already have that, is so crucial because Yeah, we can deal with it ourselves, of course, of course, but hyper-independence can sometimes be a defense mechanism of, you know, shutting down vulnerability with others and just blocking ourselves from ever going beyond ourselves and sometimes having that other perspective is... Not only really great, but it gives an opportunity to connect and listen to someone else's experience and maybe they've been going something similar. I think that's a really beautiful connection that you can have. Now, the third one that I have on the list is writing a list of the things that make you feel your best. I have told like all of my close friends and family to do this if they've ever messaged me in a crisis, not feeling like themselves, they're going through it, life's knocking them down and this is so powerful because when we start to go through shit and we're spiraling and we're taking on the world at once and you know it's not often the singular event that makes us crack it's usually like a multitude of things that compound and feel so heavy you know if you you know, like have, let's say in a bad day, it's not just like the spilled coffee. It's the spilled coffee and then the boss came at you and then you got an annoying text from somebody and then you got a customer emailing you, you know, losing their shit or whatever, right? And it's like a compound and then by the end of it, you're like, oh my god, I can't take anymore, right? This is just like a random bad damn example of just like annoying shit that could be happening in your day to day. Now, when it's the big stuff, the really big stuff, right? that's when it feels even heavier because it's like, oh, I'm not just dealing with my grandpa dying. I'm dealing with all of these other life altering things. That's what I'm currently dealing with. And that can feel heavy and that can send me into a mental spiral as it would with really anybody. And like I said, it's typically not the singular event. It's the multitude of things. So, when we get in those spaces, we often can't think clearly. We often don't even know how to help ourselves because, especially with, like, big life-changing events, sometimes we've never been through it before, so we don't even know what we need. And also, sometimes we forget what has helped us in the past. You know, we, we can often, like, get lost and feel like we're in a slump here and there, I feel like there's no timeline on that. It's not every six months. It's not every four years. Like, there's no timeline. It just happens when life comes at you, right? But I feel like we're never really prepared for it. So what I like to do, having the mindset of always wanting to grow and evolve and be the best version of myself is be a little bit proactive to help me handle whatever life throws at me. And so one of these practices is writing in the list of the things that makes me feel my best. And so what I do is I have a note in my phone, literally just using the notes app in the iPhones, and I have a list of like mood boosters. And I've literally written out like all of the different things, either, you know, food that I love, things that I love, um, random practices that always make me feel good. They're like the tried and true practices that I know I will feel slightly better, if not significantly better after doing them. And I will literally, once I'm like noticing and recognizing that I'm feeling overwhelmed and I'm not feeling myself and I'm not feeling in my power, I go to that list and I just start with one thing. And I just start going through the list, and it's not, like, in any particular order. Usually, it's actually at random of, like, okay, yeah, you know what, taking the shower does feel like it's a feasible thing right now, or actually cleaning my room feels like that's the first priority, or whatever it may be. I know for me, taking the shower, that's actually, like, next on my list, I'll just group them together, is, like, one of the best things I feel like you can do for yourself, especially if you're one of the girlies, you know, having the shower, like, the one where you, you throw music on, the Bluetooth, you get the bangers going, you wash your hair, maybe you do an Olaplex mask or some sort of hair mask, maybe you do a face mask, you know, you get in there, you shave your legs, maybe the hoo-ha gets fresh, like, whatever, and you feel like you're coming out, just fucking snatched like ready to go to take on the world I know for me that always makes me feel good of just taking care of my skin taking care of my hair getting out of my head for a minute in the shower it's such a like in the present type of practice because you're in water I feel like water could be so healing and I don't know I started my great aunt actually taught me this she taught me to like basically, like, bless water and when it's, like, pouring over you, like, be so grateful for it and kind of imagine just, like, abundance that the water is, like, falling on you and I don't know, I think that's just really beautiful. I don't really know how to explain it because the way she says it is so much more eloquent than I am, but I really love being surrounded by water. I think it's because I'm a fire sign and I feel like water is my opposite and it helps cool me off. And so when I'm in these states, like taking the shower is just so incredible. What I want to also add to that just while we're on the topic of the shower is if you can turn that shit as cold as possible, cold showers or cold plunges can be insane for your nervous system and your mental health, you know, snapping you out of dark moods and depression, anxiety. It literally snaps your para- sympathetic. Uh, I think it is, whatever, your nervous system. It completely, like, balances it out. And every time I feel like I'm in a heightened state, you know, that anxious breath where you're like... <gasps> and you're not fully breathing, you know, that's what we do when we get anxiety. And then it's affecting how we breathe and how we think and how our body and our gut is reacting because we're getting into that anxious fight or flight state. When we go into those cold plunges, we're forced to breathe and to control our breath and control our reactions. And so over time, it'll actually help your reactions not only to circumstances like cold water, but reactions to the world. It's literally changed my life. I go to Other Ship every week in Toronto. It's like a social bathhouse um, that has like saunas and cold plunges. I go to like this guided class and I've been doing cold plunges literally every single week on top of like cold showers mixed into my, you know, day-to-day routine and it's genuinely changed my fucking life. So, Other Ship's also on the list of things that make me feel better. Um, I'm glad I got to tackle that because, Oh my god, it's the best. It's, like, the place of healing. But yeah, like, writing a list of things that make you feel your best. A couple things that are on mine, you know, other ship, taking the shower, being able to, like, make a playlist of your favorite songs and just, like, sing or dance your heart out. Sometimes I will find a playlist, like, an old playlist because it'll bring me back to, like, a really good time in my life or a you know, I have this one playlist that's, like, the emo throwbacks, like, my early 2000s emo, punk, rock type of music, you know, Paramore, Fall Out Boy, um, like, Green Day, Blink-182, all those bands. I have a playlist of that, and, like, every time... I find it so healing because that was the music I used to listen to when I was like an angsty teen. And so not only do they have just so many good memories attached to these songs, but I also feel like One Tree Hill was my show when I was younger and that music is very aligned with One Tree Hill. So even watching an episode of One Tree Hill takes me back and it always like transports me into how far I've come in my life because when I watch those shows or when I listen to that playlist, I kind of revert revert back to, like, this 13-year-old girl. And it just, like, helps me come to the present moment and remind myself that I've, like, always figured it out. And I don't know, it's, like, really healing for me. So I really love that. Um, Another thing that always makes me feel good is, like, cleaning up my space, you know, getting rid of any, like, clothes that are cluttering up my life, cleaning up like the bathroom the workspace making my bed like just little tasks like that I know for me help me feel a little bit more sane and in control of my life and I also just feel like when you're kind of going through it in the day-to-day when you have a clean space you're just not as frantic you know trying to find that one thing or where the hell is that earring where the hell is my bra like everything's just in its place and so it just makes the day-to-day less chaotic and just overall sets you up for success and it feels good to have a clean space. And I also think it reminds you, like, I deserve to be in a clean space. I think that's a really good mentality to have. So, I think writing a list of the things that make you feel your best, whatever these are, if it's, like, pasta from your favorite restaurant or it's a certain workout class or it's a meditation or maybe it's binge watching, like, fucking Harry Potter or watching a specific tv show like everyone has a comfort show I feel like you know dudes on hinge have been making the office their personality for so many years I'm sure everyone has their own comfort show mine is not the office but mine's definitely you know I love one Tree hill I love new girl I love I used to love friends I can't watch friends as much anymore I feel like I've just watched it too many times but definitely sex in the city I also really love insecure weirdly enough I feel like I always rewatch that And I just love, you know, things that make me feel safe and things that I can laugh at. I think those couple elements are really good for comfort shows. So revert back to one of those and just, you know, bask in the journey of watching those shows again. I feel like it's always good. Even if you've seen it 18 times, it feels comforting knowing what's coming. There's no spoilers. <laughs> yeah, or there is only spoilers because you've seen the show. There's no like plot shifts that would make you feel anxious because you literally have already seen the fucking show. So it won't make you feel any worse. Um, my next thing is going to be a little kick in the butt, which is doing one thing that will get you closer to your goals. And this can require a little bit of reflecting, right, going, okay, what is one thing I can do today that will get me closer to my goals? And it's really choosing growth over comfort. It's really pushing ourselves to just move the needle forward, even when we don't want to, Even when life feels hard and things are tough and I'm tired and I don't feel like doing this and I don't feel like myself, to be able to start feeling like yourself and step into that future self is to literally show up for the things that are going to get you closer to that. And so just choosing one thing, one thing, whatever it is. If it's marking that random like to-do list, like, okay, I'm going to update my website or I'm gonna do that workout or I'm gonna email that friend or I'm gonna send out that LinkedIn post or post that reel, whatever the hell it is, do that one thing, that one thing that will get you closer to your goals. Not only will it feel good to, you know, just check that off the to-do list in that moment, but it will also probably help you feel like you're creating momentum, not only towards your goals, but in your day. Like, if you do one thing, You might even knock out four more things because you're like, okay, I did that. I survived. It wasn't as annoying as I thought it was going to be. It feels good to get it done. Maybe I can do another thing. And you can just kind of spiral that way of like just getting shit done. And you're like, oh, this feels good. Okay, maybe I'm not as overwhelmed as I thought, you know, and just start to work through the motions because the thing is like the things that we're avoiding are typically the exact things that could get us where we want to be. And so avoiding them and putting them off can just make us feel less confident and less connected with our future self and our goals so if you just like do the fucking thing you're gonna get closer and day in and day out if you continue to do that one thing obviously you're gonna be a lot more ahead than you were a year ago and no it's not gonna feel easy and no it's not gonna be fun and no you're probably not gonna want to do it but your future self will literally thank you And then my last one is going to be kind of the opposite of my, the one I just said, which is rest when you need to. And I think that these both have like, like polar opposites, but they need to be together because I think knowing when to speed up and do that one thing, because it's only one thing. It's one thing. It's not taking on an entire project. It's like one little micro task that can get you closer to your goals So knowing when to speed up and knowing when to rest, I think, is a huge power, and I think that polarity is really important to kind of just acknowledge. You know, resting when you need to. Like a lot can be solved with like a good meal and a shower and a good night's sleep. I had not had a you know a couple nights in a row of good sleep. Like I just was really lacking sleep, and last night I had eleven hours of sleep, and I felt like a freaking new woman this morning truly like today's been crazy and I feel like I tackled the world even despite all that the world threw back at me because I was able to sleep last night like 11 hours of sleep oh my goodness I couldn't be more thankful you know when we're not sleeping well like our reactions can be so much more intense We can be so much more emotional and sensitive and sometimes like even if we're trying to do work and try to you know I think of myself in university I had no sleep in university I was working too many jobs I was working way too hard and my anxiety was through the roof and honestly the nights that I was just like fuck it I'm so tired I need to go to bed I would wake up the next day with energy and focus and do like four hours of work in the matter of two hours because that four hours of work that I was trying to get through, half of it was spent like, oh my god, I need another coffee. I can't focus. How am I supposed to do this? Like, you know, that anxious spiral when I could have just went to bed and then, you know, cranked it out in such so much more of a productive, clear-headed, you know, way and not have to feel so anxious around it. I think being able to really know the difference of when you need to speed up and when you need to slow down and take a beat is really good. And I think that both can exist simultaneously i think you can check that one thing off your list and then go and get to bed early you know prioritize that whatever you need to like cancel the plan with your girlfriends or you know don't take that phone call at 8 p.m and just fucking go to bed turn on your phone on do not disturb and just take a beat i'm telling you when in doubt go have a nap sleep is everything. I spent way too many years of my life not sleeping. And when I started actually prioritizing that in my life, I'm not even kidding you, it sounds so dramatic, but my entire mental health shifted. My personality shifted because I wasn't as chaotic and reactive and sensitive. Like when I was in university and not sleeping, someone would say something to me that would like upset me and I would just immediately start bawling because I was just so overstimulated and in such a horrible like fight or flight state. And now that I've prioritized my sleep and balancing my nervous system and being proactive about my anxiety and really showing up for myself and my body, oh my goodness, it has helped me so much in my life and be able to kind of come back to feeling in my power because when we're in that state, we can't make decisions. We can't connect with others properly. We can't show up for others properly because we're not even showing up for ourselves. And the work that we're often doing when we're in that state is often not that great, right? So, just being able to take a step back, get a good night's rest, whatever you need to do if you need to, you know, even if you don't feel like you're going to sleep, like, turn all the electronics off, have some tea, read a book, you know, really like limit the blue light, put on some low lights in your room. Red light is really great for that as well. I love biohacking shit. So red light is great. You know, put on blue light glasses if you're staring at a screen until the late hours of the night. But if you can, you know, turn everything off and just go on do not disturb mode. Go and literally just lay in bed. And let your body just relax. Let your nervous system relax. Have a good cry if you need to, and just get some rest. By doing that, I promise you, you will feel better. Even if you don't get into like a really deep sleep, you will still feel a little bit more relaxed the next day. But oftentimes, if you're that exhausted and life is, you know, killing you, you probably need the freaking rest. And I'm telling you, a little bit of R&R can really help you feel like yourself again and it's crazy how much that can impact us like I truly went years without ever prioritizing it and you know knowing that about myself last night I went to bed at 9 p.m. like truly passed out by 9 p.m. and woke up like a new woman and no I didn't make it to my 5 30 a.m. you know wake up call to go to the gym for six but I had the best rest of my life and that was like worth it. You know, no good workout could have compared to that good catch up on sleep. So I hope that helps you guys. I hope you take notes and really implement some of these practices to not only help you get through a state where you're not feeling like yourself, but be proactive about maybe preventing any chaos from arising within yourself. Of course you can't control what life throws at you, but you can control how you react to it. And knowing the people who listen to this podcast, they want to grow, they want to evolve, and you can't choose when shit hits the fan, but you can choose how you show up in the world, how you show up for yourself and how you could potentially be proactive about some of these things and these practices have definitely been like tried and true for me and have always helped me come back to myself, help me remind me what's important and help me get through things and get through that like hump, that hard part and tough time in my life a little bit quicker and a little bit with less anxiety than it has in the past. We are ultimately up to ourselves and being able to really learn to get through the shit Will not only help you get through it quicker, but with more ease. Like, why struggle more than we have to, right? I just feel like that's not efficient. So, I really hope that this resonates with you. And I would love for you to comment on my newest Instagram what you're going to implement in your life, or if you have any other tips that you want to share with the community. I would love, love to hear it. And if you enjoy this episode and you want to share it with a friend, that always helps the podcast grow organically. And my Instagram is at the Not So Average Betch. It's linked in the bio. And as always, guys, there's a new episode every single Wednesday. So if you enjoyed this episode, I hope that you tune in next week. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have an incredible week. I hope you all find your power and continue to lean into that inner guidance that we have inside of all of us. So thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys.